Hello, I'm Lisa Hilton, and I'm here to brighten your day. Each episode, I'll share three things that have brightened my day. It might be something I just learned. It might be a new kitchen gadget I discovered. Or it might be a new bottle of wine I uncorked. Then I'll invite a guest to share three things that have brightened their day. Our brains on positive are happier, less stressed, and more productive. Together, we're going to start a ripple of positivity that will spread. Let's go make some waves. Hi, friends. Lisa here. For Season 3, I'm focusing on the importance of social connections and the positive effects relationships can have on our happiness and well-being. Studies show that when we feel more connected to each other, we have lower levels of anxiety and depression. Each episode this season, I'll invite a guest whose connection and friendship has brought happiness into my life. Some I have known for years and some I've just met. My guest today is Gail Scotes. Gail and I met in a book writing program called Self-Publishing School. We are both writing books to be published, and I love Gail's positivity and warmth. I knew she'd be a wonderful guest to have on my podcast, and when I invited her, she was thrilled to participate. I'm excited for you to meet Gail. The first thing that has brightened my day is cherry blossoms. Spring has sprung, and it feels like it did almost overnight. Last night, our family joined the Oregon Parks and Recreation Rangers and many Salem families and guests at the Oregon State Capitol State Park to celebrate the cherry blossoms and observe Yozakura. Yozakura means night cherry blossom, so viewing the cherry blossoms at night. It is a typical evening event in Japan held during the cherry blossom season. It was absolutely gorgeous and one of my favorite times of year to see the cherry blossom trees explode in beautiful hues of white and pink in front of our state capitol. Not only was it a time to savor the beauty of the cherry blossoms, it was also a celebration where people brought blankets and picnic baskets and just enjoyed a nice spring evening. We brought our new puppy, Miles, and he enjoyed sniffing every tree and bush and a few adorable small children who wanted to pet him. The second thing that has brightened my day is Marry Me Chicken. I heard about this recipe recently and found it on Pinterest. I've been happily married now for almost 16 years, but I was still intrigued that one chicken recipe could be so good that it could make the person you cook it for propose marriage. So I made it. It did not disappoint. Here's the recipe if you're in the mood for a summer wedding. You'll need three large boneless and skinless chicken breasts sliced into thin cutlets, half a teaspoon of salt, fourth of a teaspoon of ground black pepper, six tablespoons of all-purpose flour, two tablespoons of olive oil, two tablespoons of butter, three cloves of garlic minced, one cup of chicken stock, one cup of heavy cream, a half cup Parmesan cheese grated, a teaspoon of chili flakes. I actually used a fourth teaspoon of red pepper flakes and it did just as great. A fourth of a teaspoon of oregano, fourth teaspoon of thyme, and a third cup of sun-dried tomatoes chopped. 
And then for the end garnish, a tablespoon of fresh basil leaves. So you season the chicken with the salt and pepper, and then you dredge it in the flour and shake off any excess. In a large skillet, heat your olive oil and melt the butter on medium heat. Brown the chicken for about four to five minutes on each side, and then transfer to a plate, cover, and just let it set. Meanwhile, back in the pan, add the garlic and saute for about a minute until it's fragrant. Add the chicken stock and deglaze the pan. Scrape all those delicious little bits that have stuck to the bottom. I used a wooden spoon. Adjust the heat to medium-low and add the heavy cream and the Parmesan cheese to the skillet. Allow the sauce to simmer for a couple of minutes and then season with the chili flakes, thyme, and oregano. Season with salt and pepper to your taste and add the sun-dried tomatoes. Then put the chicken back in the sauce, including its juices, and let the sauce simmer and thicken for a few more minutes. I love it when it works because it's like science experiments come to life and my sauce thickened nicely and it was just bubbling and it smelled amazing. Then go ahead and remove the pan and just sprinkle on the fresh basil. And I always add a little extra Parmesan cheese. And I served mine over warm white rice, but you could also use brown rice for pasta or perhaps even risotto. I think your family will love it. And who knows, it may end in a proposal. The third thing that has brightened my day is hope. Simply put, hope. You know, it's spring, there's new life, there's new growth, and bright sunshine always gives me hope. Hope is an optimistic state of mind that is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life or the world at large. As a verb, hope's definition includes expect with confidence and to cherish a desire with anticipation. As we enter the season of spring and we celebrate Easter, Passover, Cinco de Mayo, Mother's Day, Juneteenth, Father's Day, I have hope for a better day, a better nation, and a better world. And I can't just say it and think I've done my part. I have to take action in a way that brings hope to others. Here are a few things I'm going to do. I hope it inspires something in you as well. Demonstrate love and care. We all need to feel that we are loved and cared for every now and then. Help others feel they deserve happiness by sharing in their successes and listening. I can show others acceptance. I will offer help when I'm able and it's asked for. I will show appreciation. I will help others who are seeking it to find their passion. And I will stay connected to family and friends. My guest today is Gail Scotes. Gail lives near Oshkosh, Wisconsin. She is retired from a more than 40-year career in nursing, from which she served in various capacities from intensive care units, home care and hospice, and hospital education and accreditation work. Although retired, when COVID hit, there was such a need for nurses, Gail answered the call and went back to work. Gail is a lifelong learner with a bachelor's and master's degree in nursing, and now she's writing a book. 
Her book is a memoir to her sister who died 25 years ago at the age of 41 of colon cancer. Gail was her primary caregiver for the last four months of her life. After her sister died, Gail looked for meaning in her suffering and found it in working with therapy dogs. Her book is about how working with dogs led her through her grief and terrible loss into faith and love again. She currently has her third therapy dog and is a therapy dog evaluator through the Alliance of Therapy Dogs. She led a therapy dog program through her church called PAWS, Pets Are Working Saints, and started a therapy dog program at a hospital where she worked called Caring Partners in her sister's memory. She's been doing this for over 20 years. Gail also loves gardening, being in nature, reading, and taking daily hikes in the woods with Sadie, her current therapy dog. I'm honored and excited to have Gail as a guest on my podcast today. Welcome, Gail. Well, thank you, Lisa. I'm excited to be here with you. Before I ask you about the things that have brightened your day, I would love it if you could share with me and the listeners what makes a good therapy dog. Can any dog be a therapy dog? Well, I believe just about any dog can be a therapy dog, but it does kind of start with the dog's personality. They've got to like people, they've got to like to be around people, and they do need to enjoy being touched and pet by other people. Sadie is, she just can't get enough of people, Um, (laughs) but any dog can do it. That's good to know. We just adopted a five and a half month old pug puppy, and his name is Miles, and he's behind me right now just sort of snoring away. But it's been amazing to watch how quickly he learns our routine and how eager he is to be a good dog. Uh, He certainly likes to be touched and petted as well. And he's been brightening our day. So I'm going to hold on to him, but maybe someday he can be a therapy dog. He certainly has been helping us. So I'm eager to know now, what are the three things that have brightened your day? Well, As we talked about doing this, I kind of thought about this in my head and I'm kind of logically, I approach things logically. So I thought I'd tell you about how I start my day, which is my opportunity to be quiet. So I love to take a walk. For example, this morning, Sadie and I went for about a two mile walk. We are snowbirds. And so we're very blessed to be down here in um, Southern Alabama and we are in Gulf State Park. Mm -hmm. And to me, this is my heaven on earth. Sadie and I get up, we go for a walk in the morning, the wind is blowing, we look at the sky, we sometimes see clouds, we hear the wind blow through the trees, and this is my time when I give thanks to the God for all that he's given me, and I think about the things that I'm grateful for, and Mm -hmm. so that is kind of my, I just find so much peace being in nature and being around the beauty that God has created, and that just starts my day out right. Oh, it does sound like heaven on earth. I've never been to Alabama. It's funny, over here on the Pacific Northwest, we call the snowbirds the people that leave and go to Arizona. (laughs) But in your neck of the woods, it sounds like going to Alabama is where the sunshine and the good weather is. That is correct, especially when you're from Wisconsin in the middle of the cold winter time. I can only imagine. I can only imagine. That just sounds wonderful. What's the second thing that's brightened your day? Well, my second thing is um, a lot of what you alluded to in my introduction. I'm a lifelong learner, and I think I must have thought about writing this book for many years. And I say that only because when I truly started to consider writing the book, I found that I had kept an enormous amount of notes. And so as I wrote my book, I had a lot of my own 
information that I was able to refer back to. But it started about a year ago. I started thinking about it, started to write. And then I found that there were some things called self-publishing schools. And so I participated in an online event explaining it. And we talked about it and talked about it. And all of a sudden, it was just the thing to do. It just kind of everything fell into place. And I have so enjoyed uh, what I am learning through self-publishing school. Mm -hmm. I'm learning some new technology, which at my age is a good thing. It keeps those (laughs) brain cells going. And it's just been a joy to be on this journey in writing the book. I've met a lot of people. We met through SPS. Yes. Let's talk about, I mean, I don't want to let anything out of the bag, but I'm pretty sure you are much further along than me. I think you're almost ready to publish. Do you have a title picked out for your book so we could even provide a link if listeners are interested? Oh, that would be wonderful. Actually, we have just um, selected a title and it is called Pause with Purpose and it's spelled P-A-W-S. The fun thing about it is my husband is a photographer And so down here in Alabama, we have been trying different things. And so there's going to be a lot of photographs, a lot of photographs of Sadie in our book. And in fact, Sadie is going to be on the front cover. Oh, (laughs) I'm just thrilled. The other night, we just picked out our picture for the front cover. So I'm hoping it is going to be published. It'll be available on Amazon, hopefully at end of June, early July. And it's for people who like to see feel-good stories, people who maybe have experienced some grief and loss, but particularly for people who love dogs and maybe who want to consider a therapy dog. They will get some ideas of what a therapy dog can do. I'm eager to read it. And I love, it feels like there's two meanings to your title. Pause could be P-A-U-S-E, but I love the pause, the pet pause, P-A-W-S, but both apply in the title. Was it hard to come up with the title or did it just sort of come to you or fall in your lap? Well, I think that some things have kind of been processed along the way. I had started with some other things, but um, all of a sudden somebody said something about pause with a purpose. And I just contemplated, went over it. And so I put it out to a number of different people. And based on the content of the book, it was just the right thing to do. And then when we came up with the cover with Sadie's paw and her looking right at you, it's just an adorable picture. I'm a little biased, I'm sure, but I just am so excited about it. (laughs) I love it. Pause with purpose. Okay. Listeners heard it here and we will make sure we provide a link and the title in our show notes. And congratulations, by the way, it is a big step and a big process to write a book, especially something so close to your feelings and emotions. So congratulations. Well, thank you. I am very excited and I highly recommend for anybody who has any kind of a life story, and I believe that we all have those, um, Mm -hmm. to consider writing a book. Uh, Hopefully it's a wonderful legacy to leave. It is. It's beautiful. Well, what's the third thing that's brightened your day? Well, the third thing is I really try to find the positive in everything. My mother is my mentor in this. Um, She was a, a woman of faith and she was a woman who basically never would take no for an answer. She Mm. said, there's always a yes to everything. And so I always try and see the good things. I try and hang out with people who love life and who are Mm. grateful for what we've been given in this world. And in fact, some of my books uh, over the years, I've gotten to where I don't even kind of like mysteries and I don't like shoot them up. So I, and they're fine books and all that kind of thing. But for me, I read mostly dog books and faith-based books and those things that have a, have a happy ending. 
you know, you made me think, and I hope I get the title right. I finished not too long ago the book Driving in the Rain, and it's about a dog and his master. The book is from the dog's view and what happens and sort of the story of his master, I think, is a race car driver and ends up winning, but also having struggles. Have By any chance, have you heard of the book? Oh, I have heard of the book, and there's also a movie out by that. So oh. we did enjoy this. So this is a little plug for that author too. Um, <laughs> and it's um, and I took my niece's kids to see this um, movie, and they loved it. They loved it. Loved it. I hate you. Be ready. Take a Kleenex. I'm gonna cry. Yeah, I remember. Oh, it got me. And just recently, we read with my daughter, who's just eight, where the red fern grows. I'm embarrassed to say that in my childhood, I never read it. I, you know, of course, it was a book that was talked about and it was probably required reading in many classes. But for whatever reason, it wasn't in one of mine and I never read it. And we read it with her. And, you know, the story of old Dan and little Anne. And of course, again, you need Kleenex at the end. In fact, I had to stop reading and my husband took over because I was getting very emotional. But you're right. There's so many great lessons to learn. There's a reason we call dogs man's best friend, isn't there? You bet. And in fact, the one thing that I will never forget, and I hope so, no one takes, you know, takes this in any disrespectful way, but our pastor at our church one time many years ago did a sermon. He lost his dog and his sermon was how God is dog spelled backward only in terms of what the attributes of our dogs are can teach us a lot about how our God loves us. I love that. I don't take offense at all. And thank you for sharing that and reminding us as well. Gail, it has been a pleasure to have you as a guest on my podcast. Thank you for taking time with me today. And thank you for brightening my day. Thank you, Lisa. And you have a wonderful day. And you have certainly brightened my day. Thank you for tuning in to Brighten Your Day. To be a guest on my podcast, email me at hiltonlisab at gmail.com. That's Hilton with a Y. Special thanks to Clark Hilton for post-production and special thanks to Chris Jones for composing the theme song.